Paratruth Radio is a proud member of Evergreen Podcasts on KillerPodcast.com. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Paratruth Radio right here on Blog Talk Radio. My name is Justin. Uh, tonight, we are going to be doing an episode on ghosts and hauntings. Now, you guys have heard uh, Eric and I's stories about our investigations, hauntings that we've been through. I may share one that I don't think I've even shared with Eric uh, tonight, uh, just because I've kind of just started remembering it. And uh, we'll also want you guys to chime in as well and uh, give us a call, 914-205-5558. And uh, we want to hear you guys' ghost stories and hauntings. Also, you can put it in our chat room if you like, if you're listening on a computer. Um, Hello, Eric. What's up? Nada. All right, so for everybody out there who has listened to the show numerous times, Eric and I have both shared not only our point of view on Ghosts and Hauntings, but ones that we have both been through. Um, Now, for those of you that are going to be calling in, uh, I think we'll do a little giveaway this episode for everybody who calls in, uh, we'll pick a random person from their stories and they'll win a pair truth t-shirt. Um, now, is there anything you want to add before we start doing stories? No, just get right into it. All right. Um, looks like we already have a caller actually. Um, so I'm, I'll just tell you your, I'll say the area code and then you guys can tell us your name and all that. All right, area code 386, you're on the air. Um, Hi, my name's Kelly Tucker. I'm with the uh, Spirit Light Paranormal Investigations, and I'm their uh, teen psychic. Okay, and you had a story to share with us? Um, Yes, actually, we were doing uh, an investigation last night, and we were sitting upstairs in one of the rooms, and they asked how many people are in this room. And after I reviewed the evidence, you hear seven, eight nine and they said who do you want to get out of this room and it only picks up on my recorder and it says you and at that point i felt like a cold handprint on my back kind of shoved me a little bit and have have you guys had uh a lot of investigations with with different activity like that or um I've only been recently involved with this group for uh, since uh, last summer, but out of the investigations that I have done, I've been pushed out of the bed. I've been scratched. I've been burned. Um, I've had my hair pulled. I mean, you name it, it's probably happened to me. I haven't been possessed, though, so hopefully that doesn't happen. <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah. That would be a bad thing. <laughs> yeah. All right, Kelly. Well, thank well, you for calling in. Wait, 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 Since she's online, let me ask. Uh, what? Why are you interested in uh, investigating? What got you into it? Um, actually, that's a great question. Uh, when I was really young, both of my grandparents passed away, like within six months apart. Mm-hmm. And one night, I was watching Ghost Adventures, and uh, there was his lamp was sitting next to me, and I turned over and I was like, hey, Grandpa, you know, if you're here, go ahead and turn that light on. And, you know, I waited like 10 seconds, nothing happened. And I walked out of the room and walked back and the light was on. 
Like, there was nobody else in the house with me, and just the light was on. So that, I was a little intrigued at that yeah. point. And how long ago did that happen? Um, That was actually last July. Okay. So recently. So you haven't really been into it long, huh? Just started. Yeah, I uh, recently just started, and I'm kind of drumming up uh, a little bit of my own uh, indigo child business. Okay. Uh, we actually have our cool. own uh, radio show we do on Tuesdays. Oh, awesome. What's it called? Yeah. Yeah. What's the name of the show? Uh, Spirit Light Radio. Okay. Cool. Um, and... I actually have the number right here if you guys want to maybe give us a call sometime. Sure, what is it? 352-433-4444. Zero seven zero zero. And do you guys broadcast here on Blog Talk Radio or? Yeah, on Blog Talk. Awesome. Cool. All right, well, I'll be checking it out. All right, definitely. And it's well, kind of interesting for, uh, to talk to somebody who kind of got a, a start like we did. We were kind of interested in it. Decided to start doing a show about it. Also started doing investigations. Mm-hmm. And also another thing that I do with my gifts is I just, I help people, whoever call. Like, my I mostly base my focus around kids because, you know, kids kind of relate to each other. Right. All right, Kelly. Well, thank you so much for calling in. Thank you. All right, well, that's just one story, guys. Um, we, Like I said, we have shared ours. We want to hear yours. Uh, one that I want to share that happened when I was a teenager, I don't think I've even told Eric this one. Um, I was at my dad and stepmom's house. Uh, we were staying the weekend there, uh, and I was sleeping on the couch out in the living room. And the TV was on, uh, so I woke up and um, to turn it off, and I saw a silhouette of somebody in the pass-through to the dining room, and I thought it was my dad. So I uh, got up and walked over to try and give him a hug, and when... I went to grab him. I grabbed thin air. Nothing was there. Um, that's the only one I think I haven't shared with anybody. Uh, is there any others that you've thought of, Eric, th- through uh, for you? You know, as you were speaking, I was thinking as to what else been because I've shared a lot. Um I don't have anything at the moment, but I will. Something recently, <laughs> and it, it's so blurry right now. I, I don't know why. But yeah, something happened mm, a few days ago, I think. I got to think a moment because there's there's a lot of stuff from the past. The old <laughs> house from back in Garfield. Oh, okay, yeah. I got to right. talk and be like, um, um, um. I'm trying. Okay, I'll 
read this one that uh, is from Charlie, Shelley's best friend. Um, Ooh, right. She lives in Arizona, and she shared several with them. But as we're going along here, if we don't get very many uh, call-ins or anything, I'll share them. Uh, this one is uh, from a year ago. She said she went to bed around 10. Uh, she woke up around midnight and went to check on her mom because she has OCD and worries uh, that if she doesn't, that her mom will be dead. Uh, when she left the room without turning on any lights, uh, she she came back to bed and turned on her bedroom light. Uh, that's when she noticed that the wooden chair... Uh, that she had sitting against the wall was moved. Uh, she says, when I had went to bed, it was sitting right next to the wall where I always left it. It was in there for when I did my workouts. When I came back to bed, I noticed that it was about two feet away from the wall and slightly angled toward my bed, almost as if someone had been sitting there watching me sleep. My dogs never barked at anything, and I heard no noises. Um, well, of course, I was freaked out. I had my mom come in and move the chair. I wanted it out of my house. I was so scared that I didn't even sleep in my bed the rest of the night. Well, the next morning, I noticed that there were still marks in the carpet from the chair. The chair didn't weigh enough to make any marks, especially since the most it could have been sitting there was two hours. It's like there was weight on the chair from someone or something. Uh, that's the only weird thing that has happened in my house since I moved in. I like to think that I am in tune with spirits and stuff like that. I've had bad feelings before, but never at this house. Even now, I after that incident, I don't have any. Did you think of one? Yeah. You know, okay. just, the one that happened a few days ago, it's, it's – I was sleeping. <clears throat> and then I, I don't know what time I woke up. I didn't bother looking at the clock. And this never – rarely happens. The last time it happened was maybe – well, back with the whole incident with all the demonic uh, – uh, on back in 2007 or whenever it was, I think 2007, 2008. You know the story, so does everyone who yep. has listened to the show in the past. Um, <laughs> anyway, so I haven't felt anything like this since then uh, that I remember. And so a few nights ago, I woke up, if I had to guess, I would say maybe around 2.30 or so. Again, I didn't look at the time. But I had this overwhelming feel of dread. And it wasn't like, it wasn't like a, uh, I guess there's different types of dread. One dread is like, Something bad just happened, you know, um, something bad's going to happen. This is more of a, feels like there's something in my room looking over the right. top of me right now, you know, standing at the side of my bed. Something that's and, scaring you type of dread. Yeah, you know, just something that maybe quite uneasy. And there's a point where, like, well, when I woke up, I naturally, like, had the covers almost bundled up to, like, over my head almost. So when I first woke up, mm -hmm. I was already like that. I was like, I felt this feeling. I went to pull the blanket down to, like, see what time it was. But the moment I yeah. did that, 
I felt that dread increase so much. And I was like, it's not normal for me, of all people, to get scared of yeah. anything. You know, especially on a spiritual nature. And I was like, okay, I'm just going to bring these blankets right back up and forget about the time. <laughs> <laughs> Lord, please let the sunlight come soon. <laughs> so... It's been a long time since I've ignored something like that, and I was like, ah, I'm not, I'm, no, I'm just going back to bed. Yeah, that was a little frightening. I remember waking up, I woke up finally, and the sun rose, and I was like, oh, that was weird. I'm getting out of this house, <laughs> going to school. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, and I don't think you've ever had an episode like that since 2007, right? Um, no, I, I mean, mean, I, I knew you were having a... Yeah. Nothing like nothing back in 2007. Uh, I had a few in 2009, especially after I became saved and you know had a lot of power punishments. Uh, and then the saw Devil's Shadow, the Devil's Shadow, which is by far probably one of the games I've ever had. If it was a dream, I was just... You know, there's a fine line, I think, when it comes to literature as to what's a dream and what's reality. Your dream is when it appears to you in your dream. Does that sense? Yeah. Okay. I'd say if it does, it's not really supposed to. But if it does, then that's great. Uh, <laughs> but, I get well, I get, I get that <laughs> scripture says that, um, or it's very vague as to, like, can, can the devil come into your dreams or can a demon come in and haunt you in your dreams or if is it actually reality you're you're woken up but you don't think that you're woken up is that what you're saying um well it's more so like all right when you have a dream about something happening to you or to like you and your friend or something like that and there's no spiritual essence to it i guess um that you know right. of, you wake up and you're like oh thank goodness it was just a dream you know yeah, like something that never happened, never would happen, because it's just out there and ridiculous, or you know, whatever. Yeah. Or think of, dreaming of someone dying is like, I mean, obviously, eventually, just keeping it real. Um, but it's like you're dreaming. In this case, it was the devil. In the dream, there were a lot of people dying, police officers killed, firefighters, uh, EMTs, getting massacred, and for the most part, they're killing themselves just because uh was deceiving each of them to do it to themselves, to kill each other, you know, themselves. Um, that part is all, in essence, just a dream. And I remember there was this one point in the dream where two officers came in and they were debating on whether or not to go downstairs and not go up there. But they decided to go anyway. So they went upstairs, turned to the left around the corner, and waiting just one of the guns fired off. I hear a second thing, or I hear a second thing, another gun goes off. And the two cops never come back down. And in my dream the perception was the one killed the one cop and turned the gun around and himself. Well then within just a minute or so after that, I heard a loud footstep and a shadow appeared on the wall, like I was facing the wall, uh, and the shadow appeared what would have been behind me, whatever the figure was standing behind me, the shadow was on the wall, uh, just overshadowing my shadow, 
and it was the image of what I perceived as in my dream. The only thing I could do was one thing that I learned, which was, you know, back then was to start, you know, spitting out scriptures, start saying uh, different verses you remember. Like for me, it was the Lord is my shepherd, the Lord is my shield, he's my strong tower. And those are the exact scriptures that, were, that I was saying over and over and over again. And it was so, like I was so panicked in the dream that as I woke up, I was still saying the same scripture out loud. And I said maybe three or more scriptures before I finally caught my breath and realized that I was no longer, you know, in this dream area or in the same location as I just was in the dream. And I realized, oh, I was sleeping that whole time. But you know, if it was, if, I mean, if it was the devil's shadow, which I believe it was, um, or a demon of a sort, then obviously it's very capable of showing itself to you, in which case it's reality. Um, like if a demon appears to you, it might be showing itself. And so you're really seeing it just in a different light, I guess, than what you would in, like if you're standing here in the real real world where we would just see a shadow or like a, a black mass. Does that make sense? Yeah. Probably not. I understand. Okay. All right. <laughs> <laughs> All right, folks. Uh, I think we'll take our first break here. Uh, we've got Eric's random fact of the day and whoop, whoop. a couple of commercials, and we'll be right back. Now, Eric's random fact of the day. As we all know, Paratruth Radio is your source for the paranormal and the weird. With that said, did you know that a buttload is an actual unit of measurement? It's true. In fact, the term buttload is equivalent to 126 gallons. Are you ready? Are you prepared? What if some cataclysmic event shook your every foundation? Would you and your family know what to do? My name is Jacqueline Druga, host of the Apocalypse Dennis Show. Join me every Thursday evening, 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on the Prepper Broadcasting Network. Prepperbroadcasting.com, 24 hours a day, 7 days a week. We're there for your survival needs. Okay, Simon. What are you wearing right now? Nothing. That's right. And what do people normally wear? Clothes. Exactly. So now Mommy's going to teach you how to dress yourself. Clothes keep us warm, they look good, and if we go out without them, the neighbors will talk. So it's important to know how to get dressed. Here's how it's done. Underwear always comes first, name tag at the back, then pants, then shirt. Get the first button in the right hole, or you have to start all over. If you're wearing a tie, it goes over, round, round, through, and pull tight. Tuck your shirt into your pants and zip up your flat. Socks going first, then shoes right on right, left on left. With shoelaces, just take the ends, cross them over, switch the loops. The rabbit goes down the hole, pull tight, and you're left with bunny ears. I love bunnies. Good to know. Now remember, spots don't go with stripes, socks don't go with sandals, and if you've tucked in your shirt, wear a belt. Got it? Why are your pants on your head? Most parenting is hard to do in just two minutes. But spending just two minutes twice a day making sure they brush their teeth is easier and could help save them from a lifetime of tooth pain. For fun two-minute videos to watch while brushing, visit 2min2x.org. That's 2min2x.org. A message from the Partnership for Healthy Miles, Healthy Lives, and the Ag Council. 
Hi, this is comedian and writer, and let's be honest, I do a lot of things. This is Dean Archipotis, the host of Whiskey Business, the podcast not so much about whiskey as it is one with whiskey. Yes, we drink and talk about whiskey, but we do so much more with so many interesting people. For example, we talk to comedians like Greg Warren. You know, I don't want to brag, but let's just say I can walk into a Red Lobster and get whatever. You know, I think the pause right there is probably more important than the word. Amazing athletes like boxing champion Buster Douglas. When a fighter's down and he's looking for his mouthpiece instead of trying to get up. That's when I knew it was over. Yeah, yeah. right? And, yes, Bigfoot chasers. Do you believe in Bigfoot? And if so, does he really eat beef jerky? <laughs> the Bigfoot thing is people have seen these, and, and I've seen a lot of compelling evidence about it. It's Whiskey Business with Dino Tripotis. Join us for what we call a good conversation with a good pour. You really can't ask for much more than that, can you, people? Check us out at whiskeybusinesspod.com, a proud member of the Evergreen Podcast Network. Ladies and gentlemen, sublimely elegant here as always, and you are listening to Parrot Truth Radio. <laughs> All right, folks, welcome back to Paratruth Radio right here on Blog Talk Radio. My name is Justin. I'm Eric. And uh, we are talking about ghosts and hauntings, specifically your guys' ghosts and hauntings. Uh, we want to hear your guys' stories, so if you are listening on a computer, you can call in 914-205-5558. Uh, you can also hit us up in our chat room uh, if you don't want to talk on the phone. Or you can put it on our Facebook or Twitter page. I'm sure it'll pop up on my phone, and uh, we can share it that way as well. Um, you guys have just heard Eric's uh, remem- uh, remembering some of the hauntings he's been through. I shared one of mine and uh, one of uh, Charlie's, and uh, we'll share another one here of Charlie's because she had like five of them. Um, she says... An ex of mine had a house that I used to stay at quite often. I was never a huge fan of the house, and especially at night, it would give me the willies. I would have nightmares. The dreams themselves weren't scary, but the feelings they gave me were horrible. I woke up one night and I, and swore I saw something by the bedroom door, like a light area when the rest of the room was black. Freaked me out. He said he used to have a roommate who had a satanic Bible, And while she lived there, he would wake up in the middle of the night, basically paralyzed, and could hear a woman singing. I think that was the story. Once she moved out and he started leaving a Bible open, things got better. Well, eventually I was supposed to move in with him, but I couldn't take the bad mojo in the house, so I bought some sage and smudged the house. Almost immediately I felt calmer and more at peace there. I don't recall having any nightmares or weird things after that. So that one kind of falls along the lines of what you were saying about your dream. She wasn't having any dreams bad, or she said that the dreams themselves weren't really scary. They just gave her a horrible feeling. Mm-hmm. Um, and the, this is one of the, one thing that's kind of common with, with hauntings, specifically demonic hauntings because i i believe that there's a difference um where the 
the person is paralyzed. Um, when they wake up, they can't move. They can't speak. Uh, I don't think I've ever had any like that. Have you ever had sleep paralysis at all? Once, yeah. It's it's weird, man. <laughs> it's so weird. I had it once. I came home from. Uh, <clears throat> what did I? Oh, I came home from work at lunchtime. And I decided, back when I was at Cadillacs, it was a while ago, um, I decided to lay down on the bed for just a little bit, and I ended up falling asleep. And I don't know how long I was out, but I did wake up, and I was able to look around and see everything, but I wasn't really able to hear anything, and I couldn't move anything at all. And I tried to, and I couldn't. So it was really weird. Like, it was creepy. Um, <laughs> yeah. Usually, and I don't know, I mean, it, this is how it works for me, but I, like with sleep paralysis, I don't know if the person is actually like fully awake, like to the point where they're actually freaking out as much as they claim they'd be freaking out. Because um, I think there's a certain part of the brain that's still kind of shut down, in a sense. Yeah, that's, I mean, usually what, um, when people have sleep paralysis, what's happening is, the eyes are opening up, you're not completely to full consciousness yet, and the brain is showing you that you're seeing things, but um, it hasn't completely connected everything back together to where you're like, okay, it's time to get up and get out of bed. But, um, and one thing that has been common as far as I've heard is for like demonic or evil hauntings is it happens to people a lot when when it, when they're being demonically oppressed or um, a really bad spirit is haunting them. Um, and um, so it's weird that she brings that up in her story about her ex-boyfriend. And the fact that he had a roommate who had a satanic Bible that says it right there. I mean, I wouldn't have good feelings about the house, especially after knowing that somebody had a fucking satanic, excuse my language, I'm sorry, satanic Bible. Oh. <laughs> well, I mean, I have different beliefs than you do, but I still don't believe in worshiping Satan and having a satanic Bible in a house. That really irks my chain. Well, interestingly enough, I've heard stories since I've come here um, and I've read things. Um, one in particular is, I can't remember where it was. Someone wanted to put up like a satanic statue next to, next to um, there's some place that had Ten Commandments and they wanted to put the satanic statue up next to it. Um, almost as like a way of, hey, this is America and you know, you have the right to freedom of religion basically. And that person stated in this article that Satanism is not the worship of Satan himself, the devil, but instead the worship of, or not even so much worship, but just uh, the knowledge of being free, being able to have freedom, uh, but you're not really worshiping the devil. Uh, which I thought was both idiotic and interesting at the same time. Well... Then there's a couple different types of Satanism then, because 
most people that I know that say that they're Satanists or they're a part of the Church of Satan worship mm-hmm. Lucifer. Mm-hmm. Literally worship Lucifer. So, in a sense, I yes, I do agree that we live in America. We should have the right to do to be whatever religion that we are, say what we want to say. Um, but was this a this is there in Liberty or at, um, at Liberty? It was, no, it was a article that I read. Oh. I mean, to to put it next to a statue that's got the Ten Commandments on, on it is a little disrespectful, in my opinion. I mean, regardless of where you live, you know that it, it's going to be insulting to another religion. So why would you put it right next to something that's important to somebody else's religion? That, to me, mm-hmm. is very wrong. Yes. Yeah. I mean, I agree with you. I mean, when I hear Satanists or, you know, whatever, and all the Satanists I've ever met really worship Blooper, you know, or consider him a their deity of some sort. Um, this, that's why I said, read this other thing that's Satan to this particular religion, even though it's called a Satanism, and I consider Satanists, idiots, I'm sorry, the name says it all, so don't be yeah. names. I mean, it, 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 I'm sorry, but if you're a Satanist, you don't worship Satan, but you, I guess, in a sense, worship the freedom that you have. Don't call yourself Satanist. Come with their name. But it's just, I think it's just their way, or this particular person's way of putting it, uh, somehow to try and lighten the idea of what they really do. Well, and the other thing, too, is. Um... Nobody ever said that regardless of what religion that you choose to follow, that you can't be free or live free. I'm not even sure what that term means, but um, to say you're bound by laws that the Bible says, which it gives you guidelines and stuff to follow your faith, but it's not saying you can't live free. Unless you're saying by living free, you're going out getting drunk every night, smoking weed or whatever, and causing havoc. If that's what living free is, then you're a hooligan and you deserve whatever comes to you. But um, as far as living free, I don't know. That article to me just just what that person said is – I think it's the idea – in regards to freedom in this case, I think the idea – of having no bounds, having no rules, uh, having no authority, if you will. Like, as a Christian, we we place God above us, so we have an authority figure. Um, and based on the commands of the rules that he gives us, according to Scripture, those we, we follow those, you know. And there's no condemnation for us, because God says, um, you know, that he simply will not condemn us, because he loves us and he washes us clean because of his... Uh, death and resurrection and therefore we should simply walk away from our sin again for those that don't walk away from their sin then they're the ones they're the ones that get disciplined or punished or you know it, it depends on the line and where it goes but um in, in the end i think when it comes to freedom obviously there's always going to be consequence like on what you do 
so yeah, like if you're like you said, if you're doing something that's really out there and even illegal, that's required or considered <laughs> freedom, you know. I mean, there's a consequence, you know. Yeah. Uh, and most people know the commands of the Bible. You don't even have to be a Christian to know the commands of the Bible because it's. I mean, even in America, it, you know, the the basis of the rules that the judicial system is on and everything like that um, is all based on the Bible. You know. Yeah. Right. Um, <clears throat> our laws are based off of Scripture, and so everyone knows what the commands are. And the only difference is, God says that He will be the one to bring judgment, and it's something we got to think of. That's something I think of, but um, not everyone wants to think that way. They just want freedom. <laughs> anyway, dude, we're rabbit trailing. <laughs> like well, it's like five well, we rabbits that just jumped out of the hole and just split. <laughs> We need to hunt them down and get them back so we can get back on track. <laughs> All right. Well, folks, like I said, we're wanting you guys to call in, give us your your stories of hauntings or uh, ghosts, spirits, whatever you call them. Uh, 914-205-5558. Um, you can also hop in our chat room or hit us up on Facebook or Twitter. Um, one thing I wanted to ask you is um, – have you ever heard stories from school there, like people having some type of weird things happening or hauntings as they they would describe them? Um, I know of yes, I know of two people that have had uh, encounters. I guess you would say because <laughs> um, I I'm just wondering because usually you hear stories through the grapevine, so yeah. Um, yeah, I had the stories, and to be honest, I don't know if I want to go forth and put those out there without their permission. Oh, no, 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 you don't have to. So, I was just but curious. Yeah, okay, yeah. Uh, yeah, there's two people for sure that I've talked to that have had uh, counters. Um, one in which it scared the heck out of this particular person, and the other, I'm not so sure. I mean, I'm sure it scared the other person, yeah. you know, this, you know, but, um, I don't know if it's like a life changing thing per se. Like so many Unlike, are. <laughs> yeah. Like, like our stories. Yeah. <clears throat> um, yeah, you know, there's a, I will tell this story. This one was, well, is one of my sister's stories. Uh, Aaron's, I believe. Okay. Uh, and I might've told this before. I can't remember if I told this, uh, I don't think you shared it on air. Okay. Um, there was this one. It was a long time ago. We were kids. I was finally got my own room, so I was in this other room. Which and like in the old house, we had a uh, well, technically a three floor house. We had the basement, and then we had the first floor, and then of course we had a second floor. And my sisters and I had bedrooms on the second floor. So if you were to walk straight up the stairs, so basically you walk in my front door, there's a staircase directly in front. You walk up those stairs, and right to the left, the very first door would be my bedroom, and to the right would be my sister's bedroom. And then there'd be a bathroom kind of like just off to the left of their bedroom. Um, Mm -hmm. And so this one night, I guess, my sister woke up, and at the time, their bed, the way their beds are facing, all of our beds we could see into each other's room. Uh, and it was 
something we did when we were kids. Cause it was always fun being idiots and silly <laughs> at night, you know? So <laughs> It was fun being idiots. It was fun being idiots when we were like 10 and 11 years old. <laughs> um, but anyway, no, we're just, we're just weird. It was fun. You know, you're, like, you're able to see each other and stuff. But, um, yeah. so that's the way the beds were. We seen each other's rooms and my sister woke up and she looked over towards my bedroom and she said she saw me sitting up and she called my name several times, but I, I wouldn't like turn to her. I couldn't see her or whatever, or like look towards her. So I guess she ended up getting up to come into my room and when she got in there, and mind you, the whole time, I guess she was focused on me, uh, she got in, in there only to find out that I was lying down and sleeping the entire time. So somehow, even though I was laying down with the covers over me, sound asleep, she saw me sitting up in my bed watching TV, um, which, yeah, that's the story. <laughs> That's your story, and you're sticking to it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you guys had a lot of stuff happen in that in that house. Mhm. Oh yeah, dude. Ask your dad. Ask my mom. I, I don't know. If they told you like when we were growing up, we always asked or said like we think this house is haunted and blah blah blah. And you know, my mom would always say, "No, no, it's not haunted. It's ridiculous." You know. But my sisters and I would always see something, or lights would flicker, especially when we were home alone. Lights would flicker, we'd hear creaking, uh, like steps upstairs, especially, like it would sound like footsteps coming up from the basement, uh, up the stairs. Mm. Um, stuff like that. And we always told my parents about it. And my mom would always say, no, 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 no. Well, one day, I think it was actually a New Year's one time, some New Year's Eve, we were discussing, uh, like my sisters and me and whoever else is there, probably like Matt and everyone, Wendy, because it was, wasn't that that long ago. I mean, it was, but it wasn't. Uh, we were older then, <laughs> but we were discussing, we were talking about how the house house is haunted, and then all of a sudden, your dad like out, comes up out of nowhere. He's like, "Do you remember all the things we witnessed when we were kids in here?" <laughs> and my mom, you know, she does one of those like she starts laughing hysterically type thing. And my sisters knew exactly, and I knew exactly what that meant, that we were being lied to our entire childhood. <laughs> that when we claimed something was haunted, they said, no, it was a lie, because it has been haunted the entire time. <laughs> and they knew it. And they're keeping the secret. So right, right there and then, it all made sense. Um, yeah, so the house, that house has been, it's interesting. Surprisingly, I've heard nothing from your brother, that's what I was going to um, ask. Sister-in-law. Uh, mine is, of course, their child, which is a weird one. Okay, yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> she gets a little creepy at times. Yeah. She's, she's the paranormal one. She's the one. Yeah, that's, I would believe it. <laughs> the haunting left when she came in. <laughs> no. They're like, they're like, whoa, this kid is really freakier, freakier than we are. Let's get out of here. <laughs> Sadly, I can see myself and Elena, and I can see Matt and Haley. So, yeah. to say that Elena is the paranormal one, 
I would believe it because she reminds me a lot of myself. So. You know, and her and I have had discussions about paranormal stuff. In the have past. you? Yeah. Uh, she shared a few things with me. Um, yeah, it was weird. It was, it was fun, like, interesting. Stories that she's seen stuff or? Yeah. Oh. Stuff like that. Um, well, because shit, was, we should have been asking them, the kids, not Wendy and. <laughs> yeah, well, I can't, remember, I can't remember what it was about, but we we're at it was some party again that we we're having, and something brought it was during the radio show, and something came up, and Wendy was like, "You should tell Eric those stories, you know," and she she told me to talk to her about them because I'd probably find them pretty interesting. So we did. Her and I went in the other room and just kind of sat and talked about it. And I was like, dang, that's the <laughs> creepy stuff for a little kid. <laughs> um, yeah. And was yeah, this that, since I, they were living in that house or before that? Um, that was before that. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I can, I could see her possibly following in our, our footsteps someday. <laughs> I don't necessarily want her to, but I'm sure sh she would have a fascination in this kind of stuff too. All right. I think we will take our next break, folks. Uh, if you guys have a story to share, 914-205-5558. Uh, you can also hop in our chat room and share your stories that way if you prefer not to talk on the phone. Um, I did say at the beginning of the show, we are going to give a, a random listener, a pair truth t-shirt if you're sharing, um, and we will, uh, we'll announce at the end of the show here. All right, folks, we have your paranormal headlines and another quick commercial, and we will be right back. And now, Paratruth Radio's Paranormal Headline. Justin here with your Paranormal Headlines. This is from an article posted on AlteredDimensions.net. We all experience a case of deja vu from time to time. For most, the feeling passes quickly, but not for a 23-year-old British man who researchers say has become victim to one of the strangest cases of deja vu ever recorded in modern medical history. For the past eight years, he's been trapped in a time loop, feeling as if he was reliving every moment of his life. Doctors, who say that this is the first case of its kind, are at a loss because the man does not suffer from any of the typical neurological conditions usually seen in people who suffer from frequent deja vu. Brain scans showed no sign of seizures or neurological injuries, and psychological tests produced positive results. He had other rather unusual behavioral conditions, however, including a history of feeling anxious and a fear of germs, which led him to wash his hands frequently and shower two to three times per day. His anxiety heightened after he began attending the university and shortly after taking a break from his studies. He began to experience deja vu events. The man reported that when he attempts to watch television or read a book, he feels as if he's already seen or read the content. Strangers on the street look familiar to him, new songs on the radio sound as if they've been heard a hundred times before, and even passing occurrences, such as a cloud floating overhead, seem to have happened and been rewound and replayed. 
At this point, doctors theorize that the episodes are related to his anxiety, which causes mistimed neuronal firing in the brain, which causes more deja vu, and in turn brings about more anxiety. Nobody knows for certain exactly how or why deja vu happens, but it is thought to be a phenomenon that arises from unusual activity within the temporal lobe of the brain. This was a segment of Paratruth Radio's Paranormal Headlines. Hey guys, let's play some video games. This new dad plays video games with his sons. But the challenge feels like he's lifting a metric ton. So many buttons. His avatar just stares at the wall, twists and turns and somehow falls. Help me. He's tangled up in the controller's cord. I just don't understand this crazy digital world. Crazy, crazy digital world. But the love from his kids is totally apparent. See, you you don't don't have to be perfect to be the perfect parent. You should have just played catch. You don't have to be perfect to be a perfect parent. Thousands of siblings in foster care will take you just as you are. For more information on how you can adopt, visit AdoptUSKids.org. A public service announcement from the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services, AdoptUSKids, and the Ad Council. This is Bill Hall, author of the book, The World's Most Haunted House, and you're listening to Paratruth Radio. All right, folks, welcome back to Paratruth Radio right here on Blog Talk Radio. My name is Justin. And I'm Eric. And uh, we've been discussing ghosts and hauntings. Uh, We decided to do this show, or I should say I decided to do this show, mostly because uh, we've been doing paranormal radio for off and on for five years and I think the only time we've ever done shows on paranormal hauntings is to discuss our uh, investigations so um, I wanted to kind of have you guys share you know your experiences with us uh, like I said if you want to call in 914-205-5558 uh, you can also hop in our chat room and give it to us that way or you can hop on our Facebook or Twitter page and share it with us there. Um, all right, so this is another one from Charlie. Uh, she says, a few years back, I worked at a group home for mentally and physically disabled individuals. The back bedroom of the house, always, or all the staff knew was haunted. Two of the clients that had lived in that room had died, although no one died in the house. One time during the day, it was only me and one other staff there and two clients. Uh, The man who lived in the back room was out of the house for some reason. He had a walker in his room that had a horn on it, like a bike horn. That's how he would call us to let us know he needed help. Well, that day, us girls were all in the kitchen. I literally had eyes on everyone in the house. That's when that horn honked. We were all more than a little scared. 
Many times you could be sitting on the couch and you would see shadows walk past you. The house never had a bad vibe to it, but you could definitely tell that stuff was happening around there. A ton of the other group homes were haunted as well, some of some to the point that they couldn't even keep staff there. So, and it, it happens a lot where uh, nursing homes, uh, mental hospitals, even shut down mental hospitals, tuberculosis uh, wards that were back in the day that were shut down and now run down are reported as hauntings. Um, and from my perspective, you know, my, my definition would be, you know, people died there. They weren't able to pass on. They stayed on this plane. Um, Eric, from a, a Christian standpoint, seeing as it, you know, you guys feel that they're, it's demonic. Why would, uh, why would it be, why would it attract demonic entities to those locations? Um, negativity. <clears throat> I mean, I do think that uh, demons, demonic entities, are attracted to uh, negative spots, negative attitudes, uh, negative spaces. Uh, whether it's like anger, you know, type of negativity, or it's sadness, uh, you name it. I just think a demon helps. It kind of feeds off of it. You know, it came to a point that yeah. They're all fallen angels. Demons are fallen angels. Uh, and at one point, they would have, you know, to just trying to think of the word, they would have been, uh, I guess, almost praising uh, the joy of, you know, having joyful things and good things happening and stuff like that um, and helping. But over the thousands of years, I think the, these fallen angels have become so dark and lost their grace in such a way uh, that they just need to feed off of negativity, and they use it, and they use it to bring more pain and suffering to people. And I think they, you know, naturally, they're they've been cast out of God's glory, basically. Um, where it's like every angel uh, that serves under God is always in His glory. They always see Him. They, you know, they're always even the angels themselves emanate with uh, the glorious, you know, the glory, the light of of Christ. Uh, where the demons and the devil, they don't. They're just dark, twisted, destroyed, you know. Uh, and so right. I, I think they just hang out in the same blackness that their hearts are. Um, and that's it. I think that's, that's why. I mean, plus, I think, I think a lot of people, I don't, I don't know, well, a lot of people probably won't agree with this, but I think some of those places may not even be considered haunted. But instead, I mean, mind you, there's thousands of demons. Uh, in fact, it's even been said that each person has a demon uh, and an angel for that matter that's in charge of that person hence you get the kind of you know angel on the shoulder devil on the other right, shoulder, yeah. shoulder type thing right. um, and I'm not going to say that's true because I'm not going to say it's not true um, <laughs> you're well, just all I, indecisive <laughs> well just quite frankly I don't know I don't know what the answer is to that it's not scripture right. you know it's not related to right, yeah. it's something that someone came up with um, yeah but we can assume or believe that there's enough that God created enough angels, um, both in heaven and those that have fallen already, um, <clears throat> that it could be you know each one is just, has been put this one particular person. Anyway, I, it's possible that when 
investigators go into a so-called haunted place, demons may know that and get their head of them or even go there with them and then make it haunted for however long they're there. And then when they leave, that's it, you know. Um, demon leaves too. And I know there's a lot of people that would disagree or argue that point, and they would say, well, you know, what about when we leave and we leave cameras there and we leave this and that? And we hide the cameras so that no one would know. But it's like, you know, demons, first and foremost, are by far the most brilliant creatures, you know, in existence right now, um, other than the good angels and obviously God. Um but so they're not dumb. You know, they see everything. They pay attention. Um, you know, they're, they're very intuitive as to uh, what's going on. And I've heard it in the past saying, like, you know, a demon knows yourself, knows you better than you know yourself. Because that's what they do. They watch. And they watch and they watch. And they become so in tune to, like, who you are that a demon can pretty much guess your next move before you even make the decision to do it. Um, and that doesn't mean that they know your mind. They can't read your mind. They can't see everything. You know, they can't see everything at once. They can only be in one place at one time. So it's not like the same demon can be here with me and then be over there with you at the same time, Justin. Um, it can only be in one place. And I think that they just kind of have this system in which they're able to talk to each other. And they get to this place, you know, and they know where you put these cameras. And they make certain decisions as to what to move, what not to move, what noises to make, what noises not to make. Just to kind of keep leading you on, you know. Maybe it's not a demon. Maybe it's just the human spirit. Um, you're just a little kid playing in this toy room, rolling the ball around, you know. And even on Ghost Adventures, for any of you that respect them, um, I, I believe it was Aaron Goodwin. I don't remember what episode it was, but they were talking about uh, this one, uh, I guess, the hospital or something. Um, There's this little kid's room like for all the kids to come and play and stuff. And they said that it's very, very common for demon to portray a child. And I just think, well, you're pretty much, you know, saying it right there. The de- If you think that a demon is more willing to portray a child and not a normal human, what's to say they're not portraying everything that you hear and, you know, gather in your investigations? Um, I know I kind of went on and completely away from the question, no, I think you answered it really well. Um, one thing that I wanted to ask you, because I don't think I've ever asked you since uh, we both came back to Christianity, um, and I don't know if I've ever asked you before that, um, do you believe in like the timestamp hauntings, the, the hauntings where it's not a spirit or anything, it's just a time loop of something that was so horrific that it left an imprint? That's a hard one to say. Um, you know, I was literally just thinking that during the commercial break. I was thinking of when Angus died. And there were for a few weeks after that. Every once in a while, I swore I could hear him bark or cry or something like that. Right. And I think some people would say that that's an imprint left in time. And yet I think it's another way that the brain deals with loss. Um you know, we're very capable, like for one, our sense of smell is the strongest thing that we have. You know, we smell something and it triggers memories that we didn't know we had. Yeah. Um, and I think that the mind or the brain 
is capable of looping some of those sounds. And instead of just thinking, oh, it's just my mind, you know, dealing with loss and by hearing, you know, the voice of my dog or whoever, um, some people just say, no, it's, it's this uh, it's instance in time in which something was frozen there and constantly repeats itself. Um, but, you know, it's hard to say because time, I mean, it's weird because, you know, for us, there's time. There's time, obviously. Right. Uh, to God, there is no time. There's no such thing as time to God. And on a spiritual nature, there's no such thing as, t- as time, as far as I know. Um, time is strictly given to humanity so that we can keep count of our days, our hours. And, of course, well, we can't really keep time of, you know, to the end of time because we don't know when the end of time is, but only God knows that. But, like, Scripture says, um, to us, a day is like a thousand years, and to God, a thousand years is like a day. Um, for as long as we know, or as far as we know, for the time that humans have been in existence and this earth has been in, in existence, it may have been, you know, like for me, I would say 10 to 12,000 years. For other people, they might say 63 million years or more. Um, all of that time, though, can may only be one to five days to God, you know? Right. We don't know. We don't really know. But, yeah, I don't know how to answer that question, really. I, <laughs> it's it's weird. I mean, it's something I, I wonder. I wonder it. But I just don't know. I just don't know. Yeah, I'm, I've, I am kind of on the fence with the two because I'm, I'm not really sure. I do believe that things that can happen so catastrophically that it leaves some type of imprint there does that mean that if there's a haunting going on that's what's happening maybe um but it, at the same time i kind of see where you're what you're saying too the brain will just play those things back in your memory and then you think it's happening um right then you're you're hearing angus bark you're right. you're hearing him running around that sort of thing um right. All right. Uh, since we don't have anybody else sharing right now, I'll share another one of Charlie's. I've got two more left here. Um, she says, I think this is the last one. I used to live in a two-story townhouse. I was on the main level, and my mom's bedroom was upstairs. One night, I got in, up in the middle of the night to use the bathroom, which was below hers. I heard the distinctive sound of the boinging ping of the doorstop being flicked. And everybody knows that sound. If you've lived in any type of home with a doorstop, they're a spring that (laughs) makes a distinctive sound. Um, Mm -hmm. I assumed my mom was up. I yelled up the stairs, but she didn't answer. I went upstairs to check on her because I assumed she, uh, she just didn't hear me. Well, she was dead asleep. There was no way she could have made that noise, and there was no other explanation. It's such a distinctive sound. Um, I'm trying to think of a way that that could be de- debunked. Do you think? Can you think of anything that could de- debunk that? Mm-hmm. Like. Read, it, read that last part again. 
Um, she heard the noise. Wanna... It sounded like yeah. Go ahead. Okay. Um, she said, "I assumed my mom was up. I yelled up the stairs, but she didn't answer. I went upstairs to check on her because I assumed she just didn't hear me. Well, she was dead asleep. There was no way she could have made that noise, and there was no other explanation. It." It's just a distinctive sound. Yeah. Um, that's, no, that's a hard one to debunk because, I mean, those things are pretty solid, really. I mean, yeah, if you put enough, it doesn't take a lot of force to get them to, you know, flick and go right, away right, or whatever. Yeah. Um, but it's not like if you turn the furnace on, it would do that. Um, you know, or even a, like a, uh, a breeze or a wind gust or something like that wouldn't do it either. Um it's uh, very unlikely that it would bend and then get stuck, and then after a while bend back all of a sudden and snap back into position. That's highly unlikely. It's yeah, worth testing if, it out to find out, but right, yeah. If it, I, I mean, if it was forced to be bent like that, the door would have to be pressed. Something would have to be pressed up against it to keep it bent, and eventually mm-hmm. it just slips and makes that noise. No. Um, and le- I mean, I guess the only other possibility would be like there was a draft or something that was able to push the door open and bump it into it, and it just the way it hit and could have caused something. Like, I don't, I don't know. I think that's a little reaching, a little out there. Um, but yeah, with I mean, without uh, investigating those theories, it's it's hard. Um, but she also doesn't say if they had pets or didn't have pets at that yeah. point. I, mean, I know that, yeah. that uh, they have dogs and cats now, but I know mm-hmm. that was in a different house than what they're in right now. So. Okay. Yeah, I mean, if that was the case, I would give it all up to the cat because I've seen right. my videos of cats. That's what I do. That's what I. That's what I do in my free time out there, ladies. I watch YouTube videos. Sit on my couch and watch YouTube videos of cats. <laughs> this isn't stuff. a singles chat room. <laughs> this is a radio show. <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking of trying to find like a very sad violin to play our Indiegogo <laughs> campaign to, but <laughs> I didn't have time today. Cat faces behind bars. <laughs> cages with a with a steel plate with crumbs all over it, no food. Mm-hmm. I'll even put one of those uh, giant dog cones on my on my neck, around my neck <laughs> for I just a dollar a day. <laughs> I have fleas. I'm out of money. <laughs> Ew! The bugs eat more than I do. <laughs> Sometimes my own flesh. Ew! Um, for you you guys out there the Indiegogo campaign is still going I believe it's only got a week left we're only at 1% of our goal Uh, we would really really like to get our goal Um, we want to make some major improvements to the show and the only way to do that is to add a little bit of funds to our accounts because basically what you're hearing right now is what we have the money to pay for so, um, yeah, and we would definitely like to upgrade. We don't have the money to do so, but we'd like to upgrade because there's occasions where our audio, it just goes berserk. 
and we either lose each other. Um, like, there's times where I have to call in on the phone because I get kicked off of the show, uh, yeah. especially via Skype. Uh, there's times where we just start breaking up and you miss half of whatever it is we were saying. I know that happened a few times, at least on my end tonight. There's a few times where I lost you, Justin, and I don't know how that how that plays out for everybody else, but um, we tend to have a lot of audio issues, so that's something we'd like to fix. For sure. Yeah, and it's been happening for your side, too. I don't know if it's coming in on our recording side. Um, but, yeah, we know that it doesn't happen off-air if we're if we're using Skype and stuff. So we mm-hmm. definitely want to do some major upgrades here. Um, I will get you guys the link one last time. I will post it all over Facebook and Twitter. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm sure Eric will be sharing that as well. Um, but yeah, we're, I mean, 3,500 is a lot of money, but we are putting it towards a website. Uh, we're putting it towards upgrading our broadcasting system so that we can actually share our play button on our website. And you guys can just listen straight from peartruthradio.com or .net or whatever we have to come up with. Um, you know, we want to also um, maybe upgrade our hardware too. Um, but uh, some of the things that uh, we are offering for incentives are, uh paratruth t-shirts, uh paratruth uh decorative mug or plate. Uh if you donate $250, you get to be a special co-host on a paratruth radio episode. Um and if you donate only $10, you become a producer of paratruth radio as long as with all the other incentives you become a producer of paratruth radio. So it is something that we want to improve for you, our listeners. I I do know that the audio problems can be rather frustrating. It's frustrating for me and Eric when we're trying to talk and you hear, "Eh, eh, 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 eh." (laughs) so um, I think we will take our last break, folks. You're listening to Paratruth Radio right here on Blog Talk Radio, and we will be back in just a few minutes. This is the sound of salmonella gyrating on your undercooked chicken. And it looks like mom might be taking it out a little early. Don't let salmonella get funky with your chicken. On average, one in six Americans will get a foodborne illness this year. So use a thermometer to cook each type of meat to the right temperature. Keep your family safe at foodsafety.gov. Brought to you by the USDA, HHS, and the Ad Council.
Folks, welcome back to Paratruth Radio right here on Blog Talk Radio. My name is Justin. And I'm Eric. And uh, we've been talking about ghosts and hauntings, and specifically your guys' ghosts and hauntings. Um, and I've got one last... ghost hauntings. <laughs> <laughs> Very valid point. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, one thing I do have to say is I enjoy your your audio expertise here with the uh, Swift Darkness and your Alien Mix. You definitely have to make some more for us to play. Those are really awesome. I, I've been thinking about a couple of things, of coming up, spinning up a couple of things. Um, just got to find the time to do it. <laughs> well, yeah, I know you're busy just as I am. But, so. yeah. Hopefully this week, though. Uh, I know uh, what's, tomorrow's like 9 to 5 plus gym, so that'll be like I won't get home to like 8, so it won't happen tomorrow. But Tuesday's a possibility. <laughs> Um, of mixing something together. So we'll see. All right. All right. Um, We've got one last uh, story here from Charlie. Um, I don't know why, but this girl's been through quite a few hauntings, apparently. Um, When I was younger, like maybe 13 to 15, my mom lived in a rental house. I was down there visiting her in Arizona uh, I went to bed one night, and she tucked me in, turned the lights off, and shut the door. As I laid in bed with my eyes closed, praying the light came closed praying, the light came back on. I remember yelling for my mom and being angry that she turned the light back on. She said that she didn't, and at the time claimed the house had electrical issues, and the switch had not been flipped. Well, a few years later, she told me that a roommate that she also had in that house had weird stuff happen to him in the bedroom as well. I don't know how they found out, but he did some research and found out that the room someone had killed themselves in. Hmm. I do want to thank Charlie for sharing those with us uh, so we could have them on air here. Thank you, Charlie. Um, I also want to thank Kelly for calling in, sharing her um, sharing her story as well. Um, Eric, I want to thank you. I want to thank you for sharing your stories every week. You're very, very welcome. And I <laughs> thank you for allowing me to. And <laughs> no I would thank you. I would thank you for sharing yours, but they're quite boring, so I'm not going to. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> I'm kidding. I love your stories. Every story is as if I'm. Rereading the last unicorn. <laughs> it's magical and amazing at the same time. It makes a heart break and cry for joy at times. Okay, I'm gonna put my boots on. It's getting deep in here. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um well since Kelly was the only one that called in today. I think uh, we will give her the Paratruth Radio t-shirt. So, uh, Kelly, if you're still listening, you did win. I will get your information later. If you're not listening, I will contact you to get your information. 
Um, For what it's worth, Kelly, if you're listening, <laughs> very lucky girl because I don't even have a pair of shoes, a radio T-shirt. I don't to know why that is. Either does but... Justin. So <laughs> <laughs> we don't have any money to do it. <laughs> we just have a, we need money to. to... Yeah. Um. Well, I think for the most part, uh, we had some really good stories. Uh, Charlie, like I said, I don't know why, girl, but you have some a lot of haunted stories. I don't know if you just attract them or what. Um, and be the wrong type of dates, girl. <laughs> Um, all right. Um, I think we'll end it a little bit early tonight. Um, next week, uh, we will be talking about fairies. Uh, week after that, shut up. <laughs> we'll be Sorry. talking about David. We'll be talking to David Montaigne about his book. Uh, I believe it's End Times in 2019. Um, so we've got some really good stuff coming up for you. Um, We've never done a show on fairy folk, so that'll be kind of interesting because I don't know a whole lot about them. Me either, but I just did come up with an idea. Remember how I did the whole chupa 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 cabra thing? Yeah. I've got something I'll send to you <laughs> towards the end of the week for next week's show. All right, sounds good to me. All right. As I said, I enjoy your, your audio expertise. It's been one of the best things for the show, especially the little funny stuff after the random fact and the uh, the uh, new paranormal headlines. Uh, <laughs> um, all right, folks, on that note, uh, we are at an end. My name is Justin. And I'm Eric. And we will talk to you guys next week. Peace. Welcome to Novel Conversations, a podcast about the world's greatest stories. I'm your host, Frank Lavallo, and for each episode of Novel Conversations, I talk to two readers about one book, and together, we summarize the story for you. We introduce you to the characters, we tell you what happens to them, and we read from the book along the way. So if you love hearing a good story, you're in the right place. Our ninth season is coming this fall. Tune in to hear from some of the all-time great authors, Charles Dickens, Jules Verne, F. Scott Fitzgerald, and more. Subscribe to Novel Conversations wherever you listen to podcasts.